What's up, everybody? It's Jeff Grammer with the Albuquerque Journal. Glad you're listening to what is now episode 44. Looking at the list here, episode 44 of the Talking Grammar podcast. Glad you're listening however you got here through the Albuquerque Journal's website, through iTunes, SoundCloud, whatever, Spotify, whatever uh, way you got here. Glad you're listening. Today's episode, a, a fun one with former Lobo basketball player Anthony Mathis, who, who's been on this podcast a couple times before when he was playing. I had him on once with uh, then fellow senior Dane Kuyper and um, also had him on very early in, in trying to get this podcast up and running after a heroic game he had where he had a four-point play with the minute seven seconds left in a road game at UNLV in 2018 and then with 17 seconds left hit a the go-ahead three-pointer and uh, so his seven points in the final minute seven led to a big road win and, and Paul Weir's first year as head coach that was the the team that went on a big winning streak late in the season went all the way to the Mountain West Championship game actually had a lead at the under eight timeout against San Diego State and they were that close to to punching a ticket to the NCAA tournament and obviously things went a little differently from that point forward in the Paul Weir tenure and, and here we are Four years later with Richard Pitino now as head coach of the Lobos. But Anthony Mathis and several other former Lobos are back in town this week as part of the Enchantment uh, TBT team. They're preparing for the tournament. It's TBT, the tournament, um, the basketball tournament, sorry, um, which is the $1 million winner-take-all 64-team single elimination bracket um, event that uh, has been become wildly popular the last several years, and uh, this is the first time that UNM has an alumni team in that. They're called the Enchantment. Anthony is playing on the uh, the Lobo alumni team, but before all that gets going, uh, Saturday, I'm sorry, Sunday night at 6 p.m., they will be playing another Lobo alumni team in an all-star alumni game put on by Brandon Mason and, and several others, frankly, um, are putting on this event, and it gives Lobo fans in July and the an opportunity to see a bunch of the former players that have come through here through the years. And it also gives the enchantment team uh, a good real world, real time kind of exhibition experience before they go to play the Stillwater stars, which is an Oklahoma state alumni team. And that's July 17th, I believe is their first game in the tournament in the basketball tournament. And Anthony talks about a lot of things. We talk about his, you know, what got him to to New Mexico, who recruited him, his time at uh, UNM as, as everybody who followed the Lobos in the past several years knows uh, by now. Anthony was couldn't get off the bench for two years under Craig Neal. Paul Weir comes in. Anthony flourishes for two years. That's a single-season three-point record um, in, in one of those years. And then he gets granted an extra year of eligibility for some things that kind of happened during his sophomore year under Craig Neal that we do talk a little bit about. We touch on briefly um, in this podcast. And we... He got that extra year of eligibility and decided to go home. Did not stay at UNM. He went home to Oregon, and we talk about why he did that. He he not only got to play with his best friend and brother um, growing up in, in Oregon, but it just gave his family an opportunity who couldn't afford to, to come to a lot of games in the pit through the years. It gave his family an opportunity just to see him play more. And um, certainly no bitter, no hard feelings on Anthony's part. He did get some bitter and hard feeling uh, comments through the years on social media from Lobo fans, but there's no question that he's going to go down as one of the more popular Lobos through the years. He put in four years uh, with UNM, which this you know, alumni all-star team that's playing the Sunday night of former Lobo greats, a lot of them. Um, not many of them put in four years at UNM like Anthony did. So uh, I, I do think he's going to go down as a very popular Lobo. We talk about his time here. I ask him some questions like, um, you know, obviously who's going to win the three-point contest? 
That is an interesting field, by the way. The the Papa Brown, named after Hall of Fame coach Mike Brown, who recently passed away. Um, the Papa Brown three-point contest at Sunday's New Mexico Alumni uh, All-Star Game event in the pit is Anthony Mathis, Antono Jackson, Chad Toppert, Elijah Brown, Philip McDonald, and Ramon Martinez. So obviously some guys that uh, knocked down quite a few threes in in the pit and in a Lobo uniform through the years. I, so I asked Anthony a little bit about that and about the field, who has a chance to maybe to maybe beat him. I, I talked to him about playing with one of his best friends to this day is Joe Firstinger. And what is Anthony going to do if Joe Firstinger on Sunday night, who's on the other team, on the other Lobo alumni team, what is, what is Anthony going to do if Joe Firstinger flexes like he used to do after a big play in the pit? So we had some fun with this one. Also asked him what he's going to, you know, what would be the one product he, he would have loved to endorse if the name, image, and likeness uh, bylaws that are rules that passed by the NCAA now allowing athletes to profit off their name, image, and likeness. If that was around when he was in college, what would Anthony have loved to have uh, endorsed um, during his college years? So had some fun with this one. If you're interested in going to, to the game on Sunday, you got to buy your tickets in advance. Go Lobos.com slash TBT. That's TBT for the basketball tournament. Go Lobos.com slash TBT will get you directly to the event um, page to buy tickets. You can put the put the info down on your your smartphone or whatever, and uh, show up to the game and just scan it in and and get into Sunday's game. Obviously, should be a, a fun experience. I know the last couple times there were All Star Alumni events here that Brandon Mason helped put together. They were huge successes. A lot of people had fun, and uh, it's been a little while. So this this one's good. This one uh, this one's kind of bringing that back. And as I noted recently in an article I wrote about the Albuquerque Isotopes who missed the entire 2020 season um, because minor league baseball was out of just taken off the map for COVID reasons. And New Mexico United didn't have a home match entire the entire 2020 season of their season. And obviously, as, as many of you listening to this know, UNM Lobo football, UNM Lobo men's basketball did not have any home games. The UNM women's basketball team only had two real at the last two games of the season, basically in the pit, but they weren't allowed to have fans. So this is a big time. The state reopened last week from COVID restrictions Isotopes had 25,000 fans in two games last week. They had 10,000 on a mariachi's night and 13,400 on the 4th of July. New Mexico United has two games this weekend, Friday night and Monday night. So they now have an opportunity to have some big home crowds at 100% capacity and kind of regain some of that ticket revenue. But UNM, which has also gone through quite a few struggles financially, um, has a a rare July opportunity to get a few thousand fans in, in the pit and um, you know, make a little bit of money off some tickets, and it's because of the people like Brandon Mason and all these Lobos that are coming back and and putting on this game. So should be fun for Lobo basketball fans. Anthony Mathis is a part of that. Enjoyed him taking the telling some stories, but also taking the time to do so. And hope you enjoy this conversation I had with former Lobo basketball player Anthony Mathis ahead of Sunday's uh, Lobo alumni basketball All Star game. All right, Anthony, what's up, man? Welcome back to Albuquerque. Thank you. I appreciate it. Always good to come back and, you know, be in the city. I know this is um, th- this is a unique, for everybody, a unique kind of uh, return for you, but for, for all the players too, because TBT is new for, for UNM. Um, I'm curious what your thoughts were kind of kind of flying back in, or I don't know if you drove or flew or what, but like when you're getting back into Albuquerque, what, what were some of the first memories of uh, coming back to Albuquerque? 
Um, you know, I mean, I've been here. I've come back like every other month just to work out and, you know, see some people and see some friends. Um, but always when I come back, the first memory is obviously the pit, I think. Um, and the people and the uh, memories that I've made. Obviously, I met some great people here um, that took really, really good care of me. Um, so, I mean, obviously, I think about them all the time. Um, the Candeliers in specific, just because they took great care of me, trained me like their own. Um, but obviously, yeah, just the relationships. I, that's all I can really think of. Is there a go-to uh, restaurant or just anything um, around Albuquerque that, that you can't get anywhere else that you got to get here? Um, well, I definitely hit Frontier last night. Um, I tried to get Sajos, but they, I got there a little too late. Um, got yeah. some Dion's. I was going to say, everything so. down earlier now. Like, yeah, I know. Quite, uh, still hasn't quite reopened uh, after the pandemic. Everything still has earlier hours in Albuquerque, you know? Yeah, I know. I, 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 was, I was confused because – um, Sajos usually stays open a little later than, than that, but yeah, it is yeah. what it is. Yeah. Um, so let me let me first te- take a step back here to um, even before your Lobo days. Um, you who recruited you here? Who was the primary initial recruit? Was was it Drew Adams way back? When? It was it was Drew Adams and Lamont Smith. Yeah. Okay. What was the recruitment like? What was their pitch? I imagine the pit did have a lot to do with it, but but what else? What was their pitch about convincing a guy in in Oregon to to come play for the Lobos? Um, obviously the pit, um, you know, the schedule was going to be really good. Um, I really was, I really liked my role that they said I was going to have. Um, unfortunately they both ended up leaving before I got the chance to get there. Um, but that's just the way it is. That's the way it worked out. Um, but I stuck through it and yeah, just, just the pit and the, the family atmosphere that they had at UNM at the time. I'm curious and, and I'm not trying to get too much into the weeds on all this right now, but what, uh, when they tell you what your role is going to be, is that what your role ended up being later in your career at UNM or e, what did they tell you e, your role would be? Yeah. Yeah. So my role of my last two years is pretty much what they told me it was going to be. Um, just coming in and shooting, um, being a leader on the team, you know, um, spacing the floor. And that's, that's what my role ended up being. So it's fun. It's funny how it all worked out. Yeah. I mean, hell of a journey, obviously through your four years at UNM and, and what people, I, I don't think some people um, probably remembers you're, you're actually, especially like on this TBT team, um, you're one of the few that was a four-year guy here. Like, I, I, you know, I'm looking at the roster. There, there weren't a whole lot of you guys that actually spent four years at UNM, and, and I know people remember you leaving, but um, you're obviously a very popular Lobo, but also one of the few that actually did put in four years here. It wasn't like you didn't put in some time here. Yeah, I, I think, people, you know, obviously and they have the right thing because they want after me leaving and all that, but people would forget, like, I've, I was here for a long time. Yeah. Like, I, I stuck it through a lot. Um, coaching changes, you know, I stuck out a lot of, a lot of stuff just because the city meant so much to me. UNM meant so much to me. Um, and people forget that. And, you know, I mean, it is what it is. And, um, it, you know, that's just the narrative of me leaving. And it, I guess people forget that a little bit. Well, I think too, that first of all, it, from my standpoint, from what I hear, um, like the, the vibes of Anthony Mathis and the memories of Anthony Mathis aren't, aren't negative ones overall. I think at the time yeah. it felt, you know, a little, little hurt at the time, but I, I don't think people are remembering Anthony Mathis as, as somebody who, who just left uh, UNM as much as they're remembering Anthony Mathis as a guy who did put in four years and, and two of them really, really important years. Yeah. And they have, I mean, I, I'm, I'm hurt as well. You know, leaving was not easy for me at all. Um, I had to talk to a lot of people. I went through a lot, um, lost a lot of friendships. You know what I mean? So it hurt me as well too. So it wasn't easy. It wasn't just like I woke up and was happy to leave UNM. You know what I mean? Um, so I was hurt just as well. Well, let me ask you about the the two more on that, and then we're, we'll go on from the, the the departure from UNM and from Albuquerque. But um, one is 
you you going to Oregon for, for those who don't know, I think it was well played out at the time. Um, and people kind of understood it, even if they didn't want to hear it, but, but just remind everybody, why, why did, why was Oregon the place that, uh, you know, pretty much was able to lure you away from, from what was in your mind, a pretty good opportunity at UN or situation at UNM. Yeah. Um, obviously going back and playing with, you know, um, my long hood, my longtime brother, Peyton Pritchard, um, his parents took care of me and, you know, we're, we're family. Um, he's, he's truly my brother and I wanted to finish my career out with him. And then obviously my family, um, they only got to come to like two UNM games when I was here. Cause you know, their work situation at the time and, uh, money was tight. So it was hard to get out here. And so me coming back to Oregon was, um, a super easy drive for them to get there. And, um, uh, that, that was, all, those are the only two reasons why I really left. And obviously the, the culture that Oregon had was, um, amazing, but those were the only reasons why I really left. I'm going to throw this out there. Um, you, you, chose not to at the time and to my knowledge you've, you've chosen not to since but I'm going to ask anyway because because that's what I am is a, a guy who will always probably ask this anything you want to say about why you got that extra year about your time leaving um you know what the NCAA saw that that did grant you that extra year I mean so obviously me and coach Neil's relationship at the time my sophomore year wasn't what I wanted to be um and I feel like I got mistreated a little bit and some things weren't you know talked about how, as they should have been. And, and, you know, at the time they weren't handled correctly. Um, so, I mean, and I only played, I think I only played, I mean, the you minutes that played I played. One, yeah. I was gonna say you only played once after the cutoff anyway, right? Yeah, exactly. So the, the amount played, um, the NCAA saw it as like, okay, he didn't even play that much this year. So we might as well count it as a red shirt because I, I basically did red shirt that year. Not, I didn't officially register, but I was basically a red shirt that year. Yep. Um, I only, I mean, I barely played, so it was like I kind of wasted that year. And so, um, fortunately, the, the NCAA saw that as well and, and granted me that year. Since that time, there, the college landscape's changed a little bit. There is a one-time transfer for anybody, basically, essentially a no – you know, it doesn't matter what you want to leave for. You get to leave and immediately eligible. You get yeah. that. So the players have that. You have NIL that just started last week, name, image, likeness. Um, yeah. the, the player freedom, I guess, is – it's a little more in the players' hands right now. What do you think of the last – couple of years of uh, college basketball getting the a little bit going towards the player side of things. I mean, I think it's just taking a turn in the right direction for sure. Um, I think they see all these high, high level um, recruits going to the G league and, you know, making a bunch of money um, and just foregoing that one year of college. Um, so I think they're starting to realize like we need to start taking care of these players. Um, and it's definitely a step in the right direction. Hey, what's the uh, one, this is kind of off topic here, but NIL, if there was one product, look, I, people can get anything. Saquon Singleton, a current Lobo, just got a deal with degree. He's going to be a part of a program that they're going to have to tell stories of, of people going through adversity. And, you know, there's a Lobo football player who has a deal with sour strips candy that I hadn't heard of. So it could be anything, you know, crazy. But a lot of people yeah. of NIL is like, you know, what was Anthony Mathis called? What one product or restaurant or anything, maybe it's video games. If there was one thing that like would have fit you as a branding opportunity in college, what would it have been? What, what would Anthony Mathis's dream NIL deal have been back in your college days? Mm, man, that's a good question. I was thinking that the other day too. Um, I don't know. Maybe I mean, if there's like some big sneaker brands around here, like, you know, the, the sneaker shoes how yeah. they have like, the big, they have all the Jordans and all the clothes and advertise for that. Something like that, I think, would be really cool. You know, um, have them sponsor me. I'll uh, um, advertise their shoe brand and have people come come through their store and buy some shoes. How many shoes? Something. Do you have? Shoot, I have a lot of. I have a lot right, of so shoes. You're, you're one of those. All right. <laughs> yeah, 
Um, and then obviously, you know, I'd, I'd go for the frontier Sagios or, yeah. uh, or Dion's and stuff like that. Yeah. I, I'm telling you, man, there's going to be a ton of those that aren't even necessarily, I, I don't think a lot of this is about guys getting rich off of it. It's just guys, yeah. getting a little extra, you know, some extra meals and yeah, exactly money. But like, if it's just trade outs at Dion's, I'll tell you what, man, yeah. a lot of Lobo athletes through the years that would have loved that. Man, yeah, I don't even think it's part. I don't even think it's about the getting rich part. Um, just getting you know the the free stuff that um that that we don't get all the time. You know what I mean? Just like you said, the free meals and every now and then like free drinks that we couldn't take before. Um, so I think that'll help a lot. And I'll tell you what, without again, without trying to pit people against one another, like I know coaches that get paid nearly a million dollars in this state oh, yeah. years who uh, make sure that they got their meal comped and stuff like that. I'm like, come on. Like you actually yeah. are getting paid. You don't need exactly. that meal. And then, then there's guys like you that you would get in trouble big time for the whole program. If you took that extra, you know, free green chili ranch dip at uh Dion's and stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's a crazy, it's crazy. But like I said, it's a, they're taking a step in the right direction for sure. Hey, I had McQuatch Malawatch on the other day, uh, not the other day. It's been over a month now, but like when he officially kind of announced that he wasn't going to come back to UNM, um, which I think he knew for, for quite a while, but he, he did his four years too. Now he's going to go pursue a, a professional career. Um, he surprised me a little bit because I, I came up with the list of like my five uh, favorite McQuatch Malawatch moments, just covering him through the years. And uh, yeah. one of them was uh, his freshman year when he beat uh, you guys beat UNLV in the pit and he hit a yeah. three pointer. You guys were down two. he had a three pointer with uh, 17 seconds left and you guys won by one. Yeah. Um, what he mentioned was the UNLV win at UNLV when you did what you did in the final uh, minute 17. I had it up here on my screen, but you remember the game. You hit a couple threes there in the final minute, basically, and one. And, and he brought that up as one of his favorite memories. What I'm curious what your thoughts are of those two UNLV wins and then maybe just a comment on playing with McQuatch and then that freshman year for him. Um, yeah, I mean, that freshman year for him was unbelievable. I mean, he he really came in and took the conference by storm. Um, at the time, not a lot of people knew about him, but you know what I mean? He came out there and was killing. Um, and I personally thought he was, he was freshman of the year, but you know, it played out differently. Um, well, I've, I've yeah, told the story, I was going to say, I've told the story about jo your boy, Joe, first thing yeah. into the, the media room and, yeah. and making sure I knew that he thought, like you said, yeah. he the freshman of the year. Yeah. Um, but on those two UNOB wins, I mean, yeah, those were, those were big plays by both of us. Um, Quach hitting that shot as a freshman is huge. You don't hear a lot of freshmen making big shots like that, but he did it time and time again. And then uh, the one at UNLV, yeah, it was it was crazy. I, I had a four point play and then a three to win it. Um, but you know, it was just our it was a whole team effort. I mean, we that year our team was so meshed together and the chemistry was so good. We just all truly cared about each other and fought for each other. Um, and it was truly special to be a part of. Yeah, I'm looking just so specifics here on that your UNLV win or the win at UNLV, which which a lot of people kind of pointed to that season as, as sort of the the official kind of turning point when you guys realized it is clicking now. Um, it wasn't just a feel in the locker room. That road win was pretty big. And what it was was a four-point play with 107 left and then a go-ahead three-pointer with 17 seconds left for you. And uh, you guys win. The Lobos score the final nine points of that game, and you guys end up winning that game by four. So um, obviously two pretty big wins any year, but in the first year of a head coach, it looked like things were certainly headed in the right direction because of that. those two, those two wins. So big part of it, obviously. And, and you guys had things rolling with that first yeah. team too. So, and Antino, yes, Antino was a part of that. He's going to be a part of your TBT team as well. Um, tell me a little bit. Yeah. Antino Jackson. Um, yeah. He got in yesterday. We went and got some food, um, man. I love playing with Antino. He's one of the best point guards I've, I've had a chance to play with um, just because of speed, uh, how he facilitates super well. And then obviously he can, he can score at all three levels if he needs to. 
Um, and he's, he's will always be one of my favorite that I've ever played with just because every single time he thought I was open, even if it was for a split second, he's like, Anthony, shoot. And I'm like, <laughs> bro, I don't even think I'm open, but okay, I'll shoot if you want me to. Um, so, you know, it's, it's good to hear from that from your point guard. Um, and that's just the kind of person Antonio is. He wants everybody to be great um, and just a great facilitator. I, just, just that I, I want to clarify what you just said there. Did, did you say there was a point in time when Anthony Mathis told anybody, I don't think <laughs> I, I didn't realize right. that was in your vocabulary. I don't th- I yeah. think I was open. I, 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 it, 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 there was a point, and you know what I mean? I think people got me out of that, and uh, <laughs> I'm, th- I'm thankful for it. <laughs> what was it like playing with Joe Firstinger? I know he's going to be I, – I, I think he's still set to be here as an opponent for this Sunday. Um, yeah, is, I be- is he still coming? yeah, I believe so, yeah. Um, you and him we're just talking kind of- good trash. Oh, all the time. All, and we still do to this day. Um, you know, Joe, he's just a trash talker. He plays his heart out. Um, and he just brings energy to every single game he plays in. He's going to impact every single game. Um, a true, you know, a true, a true good big sets a lot of screens um, and just plays his role. He knows his role. He doesn't try to play outside of his game. Um, and Joe's one of my best friends and will always be one of my best friends for sure. All right. So when he would get uh, things going, like especially that senior year for him, like he would flex and the, the pit would go crazy on a Joe flex and, and, and you know they, they would the momentum would, would get going yeah. and, and yeah. all that kind of stuff. And you guys would all eat it up and just love it every time yeah. he flexes. If Joe Firstinger flexes after a big play on Sunday night, what's your reaction going to be? Is it going to be like getting excited or is it going to be laughing? Is it like what do you what do you uh, to see out of a Joe Firstinger flex on Sunday? Uh, I'm definitely just going to be cracking up laughing. Um, this is going to bring back so many memories and um yeah it's gonna it's gonna be fun if he flexes on me we're gonna have a problem though he's, he's gonna have to come guard me on the other end <laughs> <laughs> i saw that one three he hit uh he posted a video or something like that and uh, I, I i think i tweeted it or retweeted or something like that and he said uh he he could beat you in a three-point contest so uh, yeah you know he's he's always trying to he's always trying to stretch it a little bit <laughs> well let, let me ask you this you guys are obviously you're part of the tbt team um there is an oregon team as well are, are you gonna like if it would have to be way down the line because of the way the bracket's set up, obviously. But like you go, you go up against Oregon. You had some teammates there too that obviously you're close with, um, and you probably know some of those guys. What's uh, what's it going to be like if Anthony Mathis has to face that Oregon uh, TBT uh, team? Um, it'll be really fun. Yeah, they have they have a lot of talented players. Um, all the coaching staff that's coaching that TBT team was um there when I was was there. They were coaching me when I was there. Um, so it'll be a lot of fun. Obviously, if we get that chance to to run into them, it'll be a battle for sure. Um, Elijah Brown will be on the team. Um, Shakur Jusen, who I play with there. Yeah. Um, so it'll just be a lot of fun competing against them and um, going at it. What was the G League like, man? I mean, and, and what did you ever consider going overseas? How close were you to uh, to maybe going overseas as opposed to playing for the for the Spurs? Or for well, I actually, I actually did go overseas for three months. I, I went over to Greece before um, I came back for the bubble. It was kind of planned that way. I was going to go over there for three, four well, months. That, and that's what I meant. That's what I was asking. Is it, I didn't know it was planned for you to come back. Like, I – Oh um, yeah, no, that was planned. Yeah, I was, was wondering why you didn't stay overseas and maybe stick it out overseas, but you you knew all along you were coming back for the bubble. Yeah, that was oh, that okay. was the main goal coming back to get, go for the bubble. Um, but the bubble was amazing. Um, the Spurs organization really believes in their G League and really gives those guys a shot. And I, I think you know what I mean. Obviously, the way that I played in the bubble, I think that's why they're giving me an opportunity to come um, fight for a roster spot in the summer league. Um, so I'll be going to Vegas with the San Antonio Spurs and. Uh, we'll see what happens. This is a it's a whole new league, man. It's uh I guess it's been that way with Steph for a little while, but like your your game is is what the league needs a, a couple guys at least on every roster to do now. So 
Um, I, I imagine you feel a little bit optimistic that maybe, maybe you do have the game that the, that an NBA roster needs. Yeah. I, I mean, obviously I believe in myself. I, I definitely believe um, I have a spot in the league just because of my shooting ability. Um, I obviously need to continue to work if I want that to happen. I'm not saying I'm, I'm the best player and I'm ready right now, but I think eventually I, I definitely have a spot in the league um, and I'm going to try to go out there and show that this summer. And what's the biggest difference that Lobo fans are going to see in Anthony Mathis this weekend that they may not remember? Um, definitely the weight that I've put on, I'd say. Um, got, I've gotten stronger, um, gotten a little bigger, so I think people will be surprised at that. And just my overall game, how much I've changed, uh, my ball handling, um, how, how much better I've gotten in the pick and roll. And that's just because I've put a lot of time in, into all those things this, this summer. Three-point shooting still the uh... – Still your go-to as well, um, but and you are going to be in two three-point contests coming up. Uh, first yeah. Of all, the the TBT one, um, I, I don't know how they set that up. You guys all do it kind of at different locations, I guess, and or something like that. Oh, uh, set up. I'm not quite sure to be honest with yeah. you. Like uh, we're still trying to figure that out. Um, I, that's you're what I think we're going to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah I am. I am. And the winner yeah. gets uh three thirty-three thousand three hundred thirty-three dollars. I mean, obviously, I like the uh, the theme for the three and uh. $33,000 would be a nice little pickup. Um, yeah. If, if Anthony win Anthony Mathis wins $33,000 is, is uh, any, anybody going to get a piece of that or are you going to go spend it on shoes? Um, no, nah, definitely not spend it. Um, yeah, obviously if whoever's rebounding for me at the time, I'll give them some just for rebounding and doing a great job at that. Um, but I'll probably just invest it and, or save it or something like that. You know, um, just try to sit on it for a little while. I'm nice. um, not trying to not try to spend it too soon. I'm not really. There's nothing I really need right now. So yeah, just definitely invest it or, or save it. See, like that's the smart thing to do, and that's the good answer and all. But that that doesn't make for like good podcasting. What you're supposed to say is you're gonna go blow it all on. Ah you know, man, nah, stupid, that's stupid. You know? <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I'll have like a. I mean, I'll have a fun night. I mean, we'll have a fun <laughs> time one night. Um, it'll it'll be cool. But then that, the rest is is definitely going to saving and spent, uh, investing. All right. Before that, though, you got a three-point contest coming up. Papa Brown three-point contest on Sunday, and obviously named um, after the, the recently um, he, the late Mike Brown, just a legend in New Mexico, coaching legend here, and uh, just recently passed away. Uh, your the field you're going against here. I'm I'm going to name this field for people listening. It's Anthony Mathis, Antonio Jackson, Chad Topper, Elijah Brown, Philip McDonald. And Ramon Martinez, I, I don't know that that's the that was from a couple of days ago. So maybe someone's been added, maybe somebody's dropped out, but I think that's the list of who's competing for the three point contest on Sunday. Of that field, take yourself out of it. Who are you most concerned about? Um, Antonio Jackson, Chad Topper, Elijah Brown, Philip McDonald, Ramon Martinez. Who who has the best chance to knock off Anthony Mathis? Um, I mean, obviously they're all great shooters, or they wouldn't be in the contest. Uh, but I definitely say Elijah Brown. Um, Chad Topper and Ramon Martinez. Um, I haven't seen Philip play in a, a, such a long time, um, but I know he's a great shooter and was, was a great shooter when he's here. So um, obviously he's something to definitely look out for. But um, those three guys, um, they, they definitely have the ability to win for sure. What When you got here, obviously, again, growing up in Oregon, I don't think you might have known about the Lobos a little bit. Maybe you'd heard of the pit, but I don't think you grew up like idolizing older Lobos um, from the high school age and all that kind of stuff. Who, who are some of the Lobos that you either learned about or maybe played pickup games with in the summer that maybe you looked up to? Maybe there's some of your teammates now on this TBT team. Are there any yeah. of the Lobos that, that you kind of looked up to or, or you're playing with now that you kind of have stories about like playing? Well, with? so, so when I was in high school, I actually went and watched them play against Louisville in the, in the NCAA tournament. Okay. Um, so some of the players that I looked to were like Alex Kirk, Cameron Barristow, 
and Hugh, obviously Hugh Greenwood. But the most importantly one is, is Kendall Williams. Um, like I would sit there and watch YouTube videos him all the time. Um, and then when I came out here, he's just a super, super cool outgoing guy. Um, taught me a lot. Just talked about the game a lot. And we would oftentimes work out with uh, Chris Harriman a lot of the times when he was back in town. Yeah. Um, when Kendall would come visit, he'd come in the gym with me and we'd, we'd work out together. You probably saw them that, that YouTube clip of the Virgin Islands when they won at the Paradise Jam. And everyone remembers Tony Snell hitting the game winner. But yeah, that last couple minutes was like Kendall just took over. It was crazy. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. I definitely remember that. They're playing George Mason, I believe, right? They were they were? I was. Yeah. So I uh, not that many people care about this, but I had just been on the job for about a month and a half, and the journal said, "Yeah, you get to go cover that." And I'm like, "I, I've been here a month, and and I get to go to the Virgin Islands. All my coworkers <laughs> for it, and I'm <laughs> figuring I'm I'm covering a, a George Mason loss, and turned into not only a, a win, um, but yeah. then the next round they beat UConn, who would you know recently won the national championship and everything and um they they parlayed all that into ending up that year being a top 10 team in the yeah and there were three seeds played harvard everyone every lobo yeah that ended but um, yeah yeah these could have been really different if they lost a second round paradise jam game to george mason oh yeah for sure absolutely it's crazy how some of that stuff works hey what's happening in, in in tbt are you guys uh do you guys have a chance Absolutely, we have a chance. I think all of our guys want to come in and win it. Um, we, like I said, we have we have bigs, we have guards, we have vets. Um, so I mean, I think if we go out there and do what we're supposed to do and play how we're supposed to play and be competitive and um, play as a team, I think we have a, a chance to you know make something happen. That Oklahoma State alumni team is pretty good. They got some players on there, but they just made an announcement today that I don't think had been out there. Maybe it was, and I just didn't see it. But their head coach is Doug Gottlieb. So. You guys, uh, you guys got a big, oh. high character, not high character, well-known character. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. On the other, on the other side, and he's actually somewhat familiar with you guys. He called some of your games. He he called he called the game or two. He uh, called a, he called, he called a ton of my games. Yeah, a ton of my games. Yeah. So I'm, I'm what I'm going to do in the next week before you guys play Stillwater Stars um, with Doug Gottlieb as the head coach is I'm going to reach out to Doug and see if I can't, you know, get him on there and and, and uh, try and talk some talk up a little bit of trash before the game and see if we can't hype up an, an eight, nine game in the, in the tournament. So that'd be pretty good. <laughs> yeah. They, I mean, they have, they have a great coach obviously, but I mean, we, we do as well with, with Kenny, you know what I yeah. mean? So it's going to be a, it's going to be a fun one. It'll be interesting to see Kenny coach too. And I know he's done it a couple of years at the junior college level out in, in uh, California. Obviously he knows yeah. him as well, but uh, yeah. it'll be interesting to see all this, man. I'm, I'm looking forward to this. Um, I'm glad you did this. Or, uh, anything else about this team you guys are playing with or, or the, the people kind of organizing it that you want to say before we sign off here? Man, I just want to say thank you to everybody. Obviously, Brandon Mason's doing a great job. Uh, people don't realize how much work he's putting in, you know, going gym to gym, handing tickets out. Uh, Brandon Mason's putting in a lot of work. So so uh, just want everybody to appreciate what he's doing. And obviously, Ryan Behrman, um, RB's been through it all. And, you know, they're both doing a great job with this. So just want to say thank you to those two. Yeah, I'll I'll take the praise and the the compliments for them, but like I don't want to pump uh, B Mace up too much. Like I, <laughs> I, I don't need, I don't need Brandon Mason walking around town like he's the the mayor again. Like okay, 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 okay. Well, Maybe we cut that part out then. Yeah, we'll cut that part out. He those two all star <laughs> games from a couple years back though. Did you go to either one of those? When, when yeah, you- I went to the one when it was uh the Lobos versus Aggies. I was there. I was a freshman at that time. That was that was pretty cool. And and obviously B Mace had a, a big part of uh, putting 
all those together as well. And, and I know Cam, yeah. Cam Bear still had his name on it and stuff like that and worked on it, but like Berryman helped, a lot of people helped, but it's B Mace at the core of all this, man, that seems to, to get this rolling every time something like this happens. So, no, nah, man, he's doing a, he, yeah, he's doing a great job with obviously the youth community in New Mexico and um, obviously putting the TBT together. All right, man. I appreciate you. I appreciate the time and uh, good luck this weekend. And, and I'll, I'll catch you at a practice later tonight, but uh, good luck this weekend, man. I appreciate you doing this. No, thank you. It's always good to come here and talk to you. It's been a long time. Thanks, man. There you go. There's my conversation with Anthony Mathis. Hope you enjoyed it. Thank you, Anthony, for taking the time to do that, sharing some time with us ahead of this weekend's Lobo Alumni All-Star Game in the pit on Sunday and ahead of later this month, the basketball tournament in which he is going to be on the Enchantment TBT team, which is primarily Lobo alumni players playing for the million-dollar winner-take-all tournament and uh if you want tickets for sunday's all-star game which is two lobo alumni all-star teams playing against each other including a three-point contest a dunk contest a lot of other stuff going on you want tickets to that it's golobos.com slash tbt that is tbt as in the basketball tournament so golobos.com slash tbt anthony and others will be playing in it anthony's one of the guys i covered for four years in the pages of the albuquerque journal hope you enjoy our coverage and if you do enjoy that coverage of lobo basketball players past, present. And if you do enjoy podcasts like this, I hope you take the time and and support local journalism. It's my usual ask on this podcast to do that. You can do so by reading us every day in the paper. You can read us online, abqjournal.com slash sports. You can also subscribe, and that's the best way to support local journalism and to continue getting coverage like this. And that's abqjournal.com slash subscribe get you a bunch of different varieties of options to subscribe to the Albuquerque Journal and support local journalism and keep stories like this and podcasts like this going. Let my bosses know what you think. If you like this podcast or our coverage, let it, let them know. You can let me know at any time, ABQ Journal. I'm sorry, uh, ggrammar at abqjournal.com is my email, or you can hit me on Twitter any time of the day, pretty much. I'm on it way too much, at Jeff Grammer, that's Jeff with a G, G-E-O-F-F. G-R-A-M-M-E-R, at Jeff Grammer on Twitter. Let me know what you think about this podcast. Give me ideas for future podcasts. Glad you listened. Support local journalism. Go support the uh, Lobo All-Star Game this weekend on Sunday night. And uh, hope you hope you like the conversation with Anthony today. Maybe I'll get another one in this weekend with another former Lobo. We'll see. But uh, until next time, thanks for listening.